You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So I did this search, and I was looking on YouTube, and I was astounded. I even uh, called up my mom, Quach. I was like, you will not believe this. Witchcraft popped up, supernatural, anything related, millions millions of people have been doing searches on that. Um, And it's unfortunate, I started thinking about this, if you ask people, where do you go to find the supernatural? I want you to do this on your own, because like I said, I'm a teacher, so don't take my word for ask people, just do your own little uh, quick survey. Where would you go to find the supernatural? Unfortunately, probably the last place they'll say is church. Did I misspeak? You ask your neighbor, you ask your friend, you ask a family member, I want to know about the supernatural. I want to know about the exciting things like that. Where would I go? Where would I find out? Most people would not say the church. I say, ouch. That should not be the case. I said, that should not be the case. Because 1 Corinthians 2.4 said, I didn't come with elegance of speech. But I came with power and demonstration. I said, I came in power and in demonstration. That's what we need. That's what people are looking for. They're not looking for like a nursery rhyme, you to give a little prayer and okay, well, you know, if nothing happens, that's okay. That's God's will. It's not. Okay, I'm just here to correct you. It is not. God came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if you're not living that life, guess what? It's not God's will. And so many times we put a Band-Aid on it. We say, well, you know, someone has cancer, but I don't know if it's God's will to heal them. That's, you know what? No. If we get to know him closer, I might step on some toes tonight, but I still love you and I hope you'll still love me. But I'm just going to tell, I just need to make it plain because I want people to come up higher. If you knew that people that you cared about and loved, someone left you a million dollars and you were living on welfare and eating cans of beans every day, wouldn't you want to say, hey, you know what? You don't have to keep on eating these beans. Actually, someone left you a million dollars. Well, I'm here to tell you, guess what? Actually, you have Jesus. Even better than a million dollars. You have the Holy Spirit if you ask him. So I want to encourage you. It is not his will. It is not his will. And that's the time people might say, well, how do you know if it's God's will? Because it says so in the word of God. The word of God is his last will and testament. And that's the amazing thing. The closer you get to God, you start knowing his character and his nature. And I know once someone had said something and uh, I laughed because Quatch was like, oh, you know, Pam said blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, she didn't. Didn't even talk to me. Like so confident she didn't say that. And they're like, uh, she didn't say that. And she came and asked me after. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't say that. She was like, I know you didn't. You know why? Because she knows me. She knows my character. She knows how I act. And guess what? When we get to know God, we'll know his character. And we know we can trust him. That's why Abraham was a friend of God. He knew God doesn't promise. God doesn't take. He has a plan. So when he asked for him to give Isaac, guess what? It was easy. Did it ever, anyone ever read where he lamented, oh my goodness, he wants my son. How could God do this to me? I don't understand. He made a promise. If he's going to take my only kid and I'm so old, how am I going to get another one? And when is he going to give another one? And why would he give him to me such a short time? And I have to get, you didn't hear any of that. You know what? He was like, boop, let's go. You know why? Because he knew God. 
He knew God. He was a friend of God. He knew his character and he knew God does not take. God is a giver. He said that he came that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. He wants to do above and beyond all that you can ask or think according to his mighty power that wants to work in you. Amen. Amen. So the first place people should look, and this is what, this is a house of transformation. That's why I I love this house so much. The first place people should look for signs and wonders is you better get to church. That's what I want the testimony to be. Oh my goodness, you need a breakthrough? You better get to church. You better find a Christian. You better, that's what I want. That's the first place people should go because guess what? In the Bible, you didn't have to follow Jesus around long to see what he was about, right? He was raising people from the dead. He was getting money from fish's mouths. He was multiplying food. And guess what? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you and I. He wants us to go beyond what we can see, what we can feel, and what we can think because he said the just shall live by faith. He said the just shall live by faith. And I love this scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, the short of it is, I believe, therefore I speak. Okay, so you can like, you know, convince people and say things. Oh, I've got so much faith. I got so much. I believe it. But guess what? If you carry around a recorder and you record yourself and play it back, you'll actually really see what you believe. Okay. Give yourself a little faith test. Oh, I believe I'm telling you, I know it. You play back the recorder. You're like, Oh, did I say that? I don't know. How I'm going to make it. Kids, you better turn off those lights. Electricity's going down. Oh, do you really need a second helping of food? Prices are going up. Just listen to yourself. I believe. Therefore I speak. But guess what? We need to change our confession of what we're speaking tonight. Amen. So the title of my message tonight is making the supernatural. I said making the supernatural. And what does that mean? It means, guess what? The supernatural should be natural in our lives. It shouldn't be this amazing thing like, oh my goodness, can you believe it? Did you see that person? He was blind, now he sees. It should be like, you know what? God gave me a song years ago. It was called, It's Just Another Day in the Kingdom of God. When the blind can see, when the lame can walk, don't be as surprised or amazed, you see, because it's just another day in the kingdom of God. Amen? It's just another day in the kingdom of God. But you need to ask yourself, what are you saying? What are you saying? Some people might say like, oh my goodness, Lord, how did you let this happen? I'm going to let you in on a secret. Guess what? When he said it is finished, he gave gifts to man. He gave you the authority and power over your own life. He did that just like Pastor Jurgen was speaking on Sunday. He said he loves people so much, he'll even let you go to hell. Because if you say, I don't want Jesus, what he did for me, the only place Jesus isn't is in hell, so he'll let you go there. That's why I say, well, I don't understand, you know, how did God let this happen to me? It's no, how did I let this happen to me? Because he said we have the power to speak life and death with our tongue. So guess what? Years ago, my grandmother told me this uh, story called, well, if I had to title it, I would say, my mouth put me here. 
I'm going to tell you a little story. It's called My Mouth Put Me Here. And my grandmother, anyway, she was a great story out of this. There was a man who lived, there was a man who lived long, long time. There was a man who lived long, long time ago. A man who lived long, long time ago in the 14 or 1500s and they were going through a really hard time back then in a famine. So he went in the woods. He was hoping he could find something to hunt like maybe some rabbit or something, but he didn't find anything. So he said, I guess I'm going to have to make some stone soup. Back then, you just grab a stone, you could put it in some water, and then, you know, you put some spices, and that's your stone soup. So it's almost like maybe our ramen noodles these days. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, he was making some stone soup, and he couldn't find the right stone. He was walking and walking and walking. He thought, finally, you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm going to have to turn around. I spent like hours. And just as he was going to turn around, he accidentally tripped over this bone and kicked it. And he said, oh, there's a bone here. And the bone said, hey, why did you kick me? So of course, the man jumped back and said, did you just say something? He said, yeah, what did I do to you? Why did you just kick me? He said, oh, bone And he kicked it again. He said, ouch, why are you kicking me? He said, how did you get here? He said, my mouth put me here. He said, your mouth put you here? Yep, my mouth put me here. Well, of course he didn't care. He thought, wow, I'm going to run back, tell the king, because I could get some money out of this. This is amazing. There aren't talking bones around. He runs back, tells the king what he sees. The king's like, okay, awesome. I will give you up to half of my kingdom. I love like amazing things happening. I've never seen something like this. And you can marry my daughter if it's true. But if it's not, and you made a fool out of me, and you wasted my time, then right then and there, I'm going to take your life. I'm going to chop off your head, and your life is done. He said, I'm telling you, I saw it, I heard it, I kicked it. I'm I'm like, oh my goodness, my worries are over half of the kingdom and his daughter. So he goes in the woods, and he, of course, um, he's bringing all the army with him, and they're going, and they're walking for hours. Finally, the king's like, I'm getting tired of this. Like, where is this? I'm telling you, it's around here. I remember, I remember. Finally, he comes to the bone and he's so excited. Like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is my lucky day. So he kicks the bone, nothing. He's like, wait, this isn't the way it's supposed to work. Hold on. Kicks it again, nothing. Now there's like little beads of sweat because this is not good. You got the whole army, you got the king. He kicks the bone again, nothing is happening. I mean, he's there like doing like a break dance or however the dance that people do. I mean, he is going to town, nothing's happening. The king's like, we've been here now for 30 minutes, I'm done. You have one more time and if it doesn't work, I told you what was gonna happen. So he tries his hardest and he kicks that bone, it goes flying nothing happens. And one of the soldiers from the army took out their sword, cut off his head, just like they said. Guess what the bone said? Now your mouth put you here. Now your mouth put you here. So I thought to myself, when I listened to that story, I was like, oh my goodness, that sounds a little rough. But guess what? How many people, (laughs) you're like, well, how many people, you're in a situation that your mouth put you there? Your mouth put you there. You spoke too much. You said something. You were just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what I say. And your mouth put you there. Proverbs 10, 14 says, he who keeps his tongue is wise. A wise man holds his tongue. Only a fool blurts out everything he knows. That only leads to sorrow and trouble. How many of you talk too much, said too much, and it got you in trouble? Your mouth put you there. 
If we're going to talk about anything, let it be about what God said about the situation, what the word of God says. When the enemy tempted Jesus, all he did, according to Matthew 4, 4, was give him back the word. This is my favorite scripture, anyone who knows me. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And when I first heard that, I thought, that's not that powerful. I'm going to be truthful. I was like, why would Jesus use that scripture? I mean, he should have like sitting down, like I should have choreographed it. Lightning coming from the ground, earth swallowing up. Get thee behind me, Satan, I smite thee. I mean, that's what I envision. I'm like, why is he like saying a nursery rhyme? Man does not live by bread alone. But that's how I played it in my mind. So I got a revelation, the Holy Spirit stepped in. And of course, Jesus is going to pick the most powerful thing to say to the enemy. When I got a revelation, you know what Jesus was saying to the enemy when he came against him? What is bread? Bread is what you can feel. Bread is what you can touch. Bread is what you can smell. And it sustains your physical body. But Jesus looked at the enemy when he was attacking him. He said, guess what? I don't live by what I see. I don't live by what I feel. I don't live by what I can touch. I don't live by what I can taste. I don't live by my physical being. I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if God said he became poor that you might become rich, then you can stand on that word. If God said that healing is a children's bread, you can stand on that word. If God said he would do above and beyond all that you can ask or think, you can stand on that word. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that God says. All you need to do is find what God says about your situation. And the great thing is, God said he's not a man that he should repent. I'm not a man that I should lie. If I spoke it, I shall bring it to pass. So the thing is, the very thing I heard this years ago, someone said that you think you have to say, don't say it. But I just want to say, I feel like I can't make it. I just want to say that there are no more good women out here. I just want to say that you're never going to get married. I just want to say that it's impossible to buy a house in California. I just want to say we've been trying for a baby for 10 years and maybe it's never going to happen. Let every man be a liar, but let God's word be true. What did God say about your situation? That's what you need to stand on. Let your mouth put you in the place that you actually want to be. The word to speak life and not death. Amen to exhort. Psalms 45.1 says, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. That means your tongue is writing the life you want to live. You have to ask yourself, what are you writing? If you don't like the story, then change the pen. You like people would say before, like you always hear people say, oh, kids say, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will ever hurt me. I'm going to tell you that's a lie. How many of you are sitting here, you remember what someone told you when you were 50, when you were 10? You can say where you were sitting, what they said, the intonation, sticks and stones may break your bones or names of they do hurt. Because that's what God said, we have creative force, so it does matter what we say. So I can't, um, I don't have enough time to go into it, but read this when you get home. These are one of the stories that, I have probably like three stories in the Bible that I wish, they're, they're great, but... I wish they weren't there because it's so upsetting. <laughs> it's so upsetting to me. Like every time I read it, I have an emotional response. But read it because it, it's, it's a good, of course, everything in the Bible is important, it's helpful, but I just get an emotional response when I read it. But Judges eleven twenty nine through 40, Jephthah, and you know, for some of you who don't know the story, I'll just give you the short version. He promises 
You know, if I can win this war, I'm going to give you, I'm going to sacrifice to you, God, the first thing that comes out of my door. Now, this is a he who keeps his tongue is wise. Did God ask him to do it? Couldn't he have sacrificed a sheep, a cow, a goat? I don't know. Give him like a coin. No, I'm going to so quick. That's why the Bible says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. But he hurried up and vowed. It's better to not vow than to vow and not pay. And he said, oh, no, it sounded so great and so spiritual. I'm going to sacrifice the first thing that comes out the door. And God, he prayed. God answered his prayer. They won the battle. Guess who comes out the first person? His daughter. She's got the tambourine and she's dancing. Dad, you won. And he felt, can you just imagine this? We read these things in the Bible and we just pretend like it's, it happened. And he fell to the ground and she doesn't know what he said. She doesn't know what he promised. She's never been married. She's never had kids. None of that. And he said, my God, today, daughter, you have brought me low. And he ripped his clothes with just such, like, I can't believe this happened. And the reason why I'm upset, I said, because his mouth put her there. She didn't make a vow. That's why what we do can affect other people. That's why the Bible says, he who keeps his tongue is wise. So that's why we have to train ourselves. Some of us, we're just so easy. We say the first thing that we think of, first thing that comes out of our mouth. But I want to encourage you tonight. What are you saying? Say what you want. I want to give you a challenge. I told somebody, I said, that's kind of weird. Say only what you want, like if it really came to pass. Because I know some people might be saying your day, well, it doesn't really matter what you say. I'm just joking. Oh, it's just a figure of speech. But guess what? They did a study and they found that actually... Your spirit doesn't know the difference between joking or not. So if you say something over and over, and over oh, I'll never make it. Oh, da, 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 da. Do you know your spirit doesn't know that you're joking? And it starts making it come to pass. That's why we have to be so careful what we say, because Mark eleven twenty three, it says, I tell you, if anyone says this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and doesn't doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for him. But the part that's amazing that some people might have missed, it said, you can have what you say. The Bible says you can have what you say. So what I see, what I hear impacts my thoughts. My thoughts impact my speech and my speech impact life. So if you're not happy where you are tonight, guess what? That can be, can be changed. There's no mountain too high, too high that God can't get you. There's no valley too, too low that he can't reach down and pull you out of. He said there is nothing impossible to them that believe. We have the same creative force that God has. That's why in Genesis 1, it says, And God said, and God said, and God said, and God saw, and God saw. Why don't you key into that tonight? Say the things that you actually want. Don't curse yourself. Don't say that you're not going to make it. Don't say you don't know how you're going to get out of this. It doesn't matter. You know what? That's why the Bible says, Let every man be a liar, but God's word be true. If you want to look at circumstances, I think I'm probably only uh, African-American teacher in my whole school. So it doesn't make sense that I was voted the teacher of the year. If you're looking at what makes sense in the natural, a single mom and a minority shouldn't be buying a house, a four bedroom house in Poway. 
As, as, in my situation, I shouldn't have been able to buy a brand new car every couple years. I shouldn't have been traveling all over the world. I shouldn't be where I have no debt, no credit card bills. I shouldn't be renovating my house and paying cash. But guess what? But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. I need some of you to look at your situation tonight. Stand up and look it in the face and say, but God. But my God. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I want to encourage you tonight. There is no limitations in God. And I'm not just telling you something that somebody else told me. I'm telling you something that I experienced myself. I want to encourage you. There's some of you here, the Lord revealed to me that you never really suffered with anxiety, but you're having such anxiety. Like I got that so clear. It's not like, oh, well, they, they've always been like that. You haven't. It's the situation, the circumstances that have been going on. And it's like, it's almost paralyzing. And there's, I don't know, at least one person here that the enemy has been attacking your finances. And it's not just because of everything that's going on. It's, you know, the enemy is attacking them. It really doesn't make any sense, but you're like, what is going on? I'm going to tell you tonight, there is nothing impossible to that believe. If you change your confession, you find the scripture to stand on that what God says, you know what? We have creative force in our mouth. God gave us the power to create. But just remember, sometimes we get frustrated, we get upset, and if that's been your testimony, that's okay. You can change it. You can change it. You can say, no, I'm only going to say what I actually want to happen. Can you imagine? Think back on your life. If you got everything you said, just imagine if you got everything that you said. But if we want to say something good, so that way we can get something good, amen? Because God said he's not a man should lie. If you can have whatever you say, that's the word of God. So as we're coming to a close tonight, I just want everyone to close their eyes and bow their head. Just, just let the Holy Spirit have his way here in the last few minutes. I heard very distinctly two calls that I was supposed to make tonight. One, you know you're supposed to be bigger than you are right now. You know you're supposed to be further than you are right now. You know you're supposed to be influencing more than you are now. That God has something great for you, but you haven't walked in it. If that's you here tonight, that God made you a promise that you know I'm supposed to be so much further than where I am now, and the spirit of delay or stagnation has grabbed a hold of you, don't be ashamed because God would never reveal that to me if he didn't want to break it off. Tonight. I want you to just raise your hand. No one's looking. No one's looking. I see hands up all over the place. God says he doesn't promise and not fulfill. That's the God that we serve, the God that you can trust. He said, some men count slackness, but not the God that we serve. So right now, Jesus, I just pray for every hand that's raised, the God that answers by fire, the God of Elijah, the God of Jacob and Isaac and Abraham and David and the God of Pam Paget. We thank you, Lord God. You said, let our God be God. 
So right now, I break the power of the enemy off of your people tonight, and I declare that they walk in freedom. I declare that they walk in greatness. I declare that their life is for blessing. I declare that their life is for testimony. I ask that you would do above and beyond all they can ask or think according to your mighty power that is working on their behalf. I thank you, Lord God. There are going to be testimonies and breakthroughs. You will show yourself mighty because you are a great and mighty God and greatly to be praised. And we'll say it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. We thank you, Jesus. We say so be it and amen. And the second one is, the second call I have tonight is, you might have come into this building tonight and never experienced something like this. This is something new to you. You thought like, you know, you came in, you knelt down and you threw some water and you were quiet and can't believe people are jumping around and singing. And it's funny because, you know, my grandmother went to a church like that and she didn't get that. She told my mom, why do you have to be so excitable? You know what? God's not deaf. And it's not that God is deaf, but guess what? get a little bit louder and have emotional response to something we care about. I got a revelation of that. That's why you'll see people excited. So this might be your first time here. Someone told you you won a lottery ticket and it's worth 20 million. I promise you no one would say that's nice. I promise you I would get, I don't care how quiet you were, I would get a response from you. I promise you this. I know this with full confidence. It would elicit a response. You have $20 million and guess what? It's tax free. You might even do an extra screen. I'm just telling you, this I'm sure, because we are emotional about things that matter to us. That's why I get emotional about Jesus, because Jesus matters to me. I know I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't because of Jesus, because I know this church over a year ago prayed for me when I was in the hospital. I had tubes all down my throat, and they didn't know how I was going to make it, but God. That's why I get excited. That's why I get an emotional response, because, but God. forget the God who we serve. We serve a good God. I said we serve a good God. We just need to trust him. Trust. Trust. Like Abraham had trust. Like God, I'm not holding anything back because I know you're not taking. You're only a giver. And if you want this, it's for my good. That's what we have to tell ourselves. We need to know that. We need to know God. And we know God will know his character and we can trust him. So maybe tonight here as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, maybe you've never known Jesus before. Maybe you're like, I want to tap into what they're saying. I want to be able to pray. I want to be able to change how I speak. But I need to first know Jesus, and I don't know how to do it. It's simple. We have some amazing people who can help you do that. No one's looking. You don't have to be embarrassed, but just slip up your hand and say, you know, I I need Jesus in my life tonight. I need Jesus in my life tonight. Thank you. Anybody else? I need Jesus in my life. And maybe you've had Jesus in your life before. And with everything that's happening, you're just like, I don't know. I just want to throw in the towel. We have a hand over here. Thank you. Someone might be saying, I threw in another thing. Thank you in the back. Thank you. But we might be having someone thank you in the back over there too. Thank you very much. 
we might have some people that, you know, you're like, I, I served the Lord years ago. I went to youth group and somehow I slipped away, felt, fell away, walked away, whatever it is. But guess what? God is still there. He's holding out his hand. So maybe you've accepted Jesus before, but you're like, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm not trusting him. I know I'm not walking where he wants me to do. I want you to raise your hand because guess what? He sees you too. Yeah, I see a hand back there. Thank you. Just raise your hand. You know what? God is for you. God is for you. Thank you. I see a hand right there. God is for you. He loves you. He gave everything for you. Thank you. I see a hand over there. He's waiting for you. trust and know that he hears us. He says he always hears us when we pray. Thank you, Lord. There were a lot of hands that went up. I'm gonna, I don't do this a lot, but guess what? This is 2021, people. 2020, we left that behind. If you raise your hand for any of those calls, I want you to come forth. Because guess what? The Bible says if you're going to be embarrassed in front of me here, how are you going to make it? We are for you here. We're excited. We are for you. Yes. I'm telling you, we are for you. God is for you. Amen. Amen. Come forth. You raise your hand. Come on. Amen. Amen. Yes. I said go. excited it gets elicits emotional response so <laughs> try not to have too big of emotional response <laughs> this makes my heart happy this makes my heart happy to know that you are putting yourself in the place to move to the next level you're putting yourself in the place where you're saying guess what god you're fighting on my behalf I'm surrendering my all to you. I'm giving my all to you. I'm starting fresh. Thank you, Lord. I just want you, everyone in the building, just to repeat after me. Say, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would forgive me for not trusting you. And I thank you, Lord, that you said if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, that Jesus was raised from the dead, that I would be saved. I declare tonight that Jesus is my Lord, Jesus is my Savior, and I will serve you all the days of my life. I thank you, Jesus, for doing above and beyond what I could ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.